Good morning. My name is Spencer Bros, and I'm the lead pastor here at St. Stephen's Church. It is a blessing to be here with you today. One of the one of the things that happens at every annual conference is at the end of all the reports and all the worship services and all the different things that go on. Um, appointments are uh, what's Fixed, I also I lost the verb, are fixed. So your new pastors are us, the old pastors. So we'll <laughs> I didn't say that for that, but thank you. And uh, all my, I don't know, a lot of my colleagues, they'll, they'll make sure to take a picture of the advocate which is in and send it out like, like we need that. But anyway, there you go. That's just not, that's not what I did. Um, so it's uh, always a privilege uh, to return uh, to where we are, um, to be among people who we've come to know and love and appreciate in ministry and look forward to whatever time God has in store for us together, which I hope is, is a good long while. Today, during our sermon time, is something different. Um, I've invited four folks representing four different areas of focus that came out of a retreat back in February. You re may remember that our Leadership from both church and ministry councils gathered together to explore um, what it, who we are, who we are, what's our next from here, and building momentum, building on the momentum that was already stirring within the life of the church, and what are what are areas that we can focus on um, in the coming months, uh, if not year uh, or years, in fact. So we're going to hear from those four different areas. But before I uh, introduce them, invite them up, I do want to lead us in the reading of Scripture. <clears throat> uh, one of the wonderful blessings uh, of coming to a new church, as we did last year, was new uh, customs or habits that people have. And Ed Baird's habit of starting church council meetings with sharing kingdom sightings has been a blessing. Where have we seen God at work in the ministry, in the life of the church? So today our Scripture passages focus uh, on the kingdom of God as these four areas um, explore how the kingdom of God is at work in St. Stephen's. So our first passage today is from Mark's gospel, uh, chapter 1, verses 14 through 15. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the good news of God and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. And then from Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, but strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. And lastly, from Luke's gospel, chapter 17, beginning at verse 20, once Jesus was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God was coming, and he answered, the kingdom of God is not coming with things that can be observed, nor will they say, look, here it is, or there it is, for in fact, the kingdom of God is among you. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. The kingdom of God is indeed among us. With the speakers representing different areas uh, this morning, um, you, the youth focus area, Tammy Lydon, if you'll come, you can guys call, come sit up here if you don't mind um, on this front row and of the choir loft. Uh, Rebecca Urban for communications, Ruth Porter for the not yet um, focus group, and then 
Jeremy Camargo for the Discipleship Pathways. Back in February, uh, when we had that retreat, uh, we came away with these four focus areas. There are, a lot, there are many wonderful and um, needed things that were, came out on, on, on our list, but we came to four. We, we, you have to be careful not to overextend and diminish what we have, but to focus on, on a few. So we, we took the top four, and these are their, those areas. And each of these um, are part of those groups, and thank you for your commitment to that ministry, to that, to that work. They've been working on these for, a few, for several months now, um, but there's still more work to be done. So I asked them to come if they would just, uh, modeling the youth groups um, Sunday, give us a popcorn account of how they see God at work, reflecting on God's work in these focus groups as they share them with us this morning. And first up is Tammy. Hi, I'm Tammy Lydon. I'm the Director of Music Ministries here, but today I get to speak to you in a different, well, with a different hat. Um, I'm part of the youth subgroup, along with Leslie Hatch, Tom Bradley, Patty Kepler, and Linda Reinhardt. Today I get to tell you about our group and share kind of what we're up to and why we're doing it. Here's our goal to create guidelines on how youth ages 12 to 18 are integrated in the overall church life and pave the way for youth who will come to St. Stephen's in the future. That sounds like a committee response, doesn't it? What that means is we have a great youth group, a growing and active youth group. What we've identified is that we can add to that with intentional support from the whole church. So that's what we're looking at. How do we do that? We're determining what does it mean to offer intentional support? How can youth be involved in worship and including youth on our youth council? What we've been doing lately is gathering a lot of information from youth coaches, youth leaders, confirmand parents, most importantly, from youth themselves. We'd like to hold a meeting with counselors, teachers, and students from a wide variety of schools to explore what's going on, what's going well, and what's difficult for youth currently. How can St. Stephen's support counselors, teachers, and students? We've been staying up to date on trauma, trauma responses, something all of our youth are exposed to. We met with the youth group and asked them how their church could support them. Let me say that again. We met with the youth group and asked them how they need support. I know, it seems so simple, but what specific challenges do youth face today? Here are some of their answers. Academics, time pressure, participation, Pressure from parents in school to succeed. Adults don't take you seriously. Those are some pretty expected responses. Here's some of the other ones. Stress. This one is so prevalent it has its own acronym, FOMO, fear of missing out. Procrastination, feel isolated, inferiority. How can the church support youth? They need a place to vent. 
Vent means listening. They need a place to vent. Consistent schedule, thinking ahead, special workshops on stress management, time management. Peer tutoring, church chill days. I love that one. Have a welcoming space. Giving room for doubts about faith, then giving grace. This is what the youth are asking for. We need adults who are comfortable with doubts. Weekly schedule of fun groups that give more choices, letting them know they're loved and respected just as they are. <coughs> How can we make the church or youth group more inviting to youth? Knowing the schedule ahead of time, more church special days, spirit days, bring a friend, special events, laser tag, laser tag came up a lot. Retreats, summer beach days, picnic, all kinds of other fun activities. Um, youth evening time, Sunday school. And this one, this one hit me. Activities need to include a strong faith component along with fun, fellowship, and food. Youth have many places to go for fun and fellowship. We can offer the peace, hope, and joy the secular world cannot. How would youth like to participate in the general life of the church? Stop hunger now. Car meets. Car meets? That is so fun. Green Day, outreach events, progressive and intentional developing of youth into Sunday mornings. Start with Sunday school. Youth pews in the sanctuary. More participation than once a year. More volunteer opportunities. Okay, here's the best part. What activities, if offered, would you be most likely to invite friends to? Pool party, music events participated, participated by youth, unplugged, movie nights, laser tag again, Kickball, lock-ins, more art opportunities. Be most likely to invite friends for the sharing space with empathy about what's going on in youth lives. Wings on Wednesday and anything with Peter Miller. <laughs> Says so right there. How do we perceive God uh, influencing this area of this youth subgroup. I'll give you two ways I see God influencing our group already. Two words, inclusivity and learning. Inclusivity is also intentionally including youth in the planning, as well as current youth leadership. And learning is learning to listen, learning new ways to communicate, and to intentionally support our youth in God's unconditional love. I'd like to invite Rebecca Irvin. Thanks. Good morning. Just want to say happy Father's Day to all the fathers, grandfathers, stepfathers, great-grandfathers, etc., and everyone who is a father. Happy Father's Day to you. My name is Rebecca Irvin, and I'm happy to be with you this morning to talk about communications at St. Stephen's. 
As a member of this church for about the last six years, I've always been impressed with the number of services and groups and activities, ministries that St. Stephen's has to offer, and I, I suspect most of you feel the same way. Um, however, I also suspect that most of us, myself included, aren't aware of the full range of great things that happen here at the church, not just on Sundays, but every, every day throughout the week. And it's, it's probable that the surrounding community probably likely knows even less about what we have to offer if we ourselves don't know the full range of what we offer. So the communications team is here to help. We wanna, I'm gonna point to our banners because I think it's important to remember our, the mission of St. Stephen's, right? We wanna help reflect, receive, reflect, and relay information about what St. Stephen's has to offer. We wanna help our church be God's hands and feet in the world. So our team has been meeting about how best to do that. And we've been asking ourselves a few questions. These are the questions that you see on the screen. First question is why, right? Why is communications important and what is it that we're trying to accomplish? Then there's the what, the when, and the who, right? What kind of information do we want to communicate about St. Stephen's? Who are the target audiences? And when do we need to share this information? And lastly, how? This is sort of the operational component. How do we share information? Do we use the website? Do we use emails? Do we use uh, other forms of communication? So those are the sorts of questions that the communications committee is, is working with and working on, and we look forward to sharing more about that. Um, next slide, please. So what's next? Well, first our team is planning to set up a, or come up with a vision statement that talks a little bit about that first question, the why. Why is it important for our church? Then we are going to be setting up times to talk with groups throughout the church to determine some of the communications challenges that groups might be facing. Are there bottlenecks for um, how people can share information or get information? Um, are there ways that we can address these challenges together? Um, and then lastly, we're gonna be looking at all the tools and the resources that we currently have for communications here at St. Stephen's. For example, we have, most of you may know, we have a great new website and we have a lot of fresh approaches to uh, church email but there may be additional ways that we can use, additional tools and resources that we can use to convey uh, information both within our church and outside the church. So we're really excited about this effort. Uh, we hope that you are too. And in the meantime, if you have any questions or ideas about how to better do this, I would encourage you all to reach out to myself. Um, Jeremy, who's got two hats on today, is also part of the communications team, as well as Roger Hartman and Joe Wilmore. So um, I look forward to sharing more about our communications efforts uh, in the coming weeks and months. And again, if you have any questions or um, ideas, please let us know. And now I'm gonna hand the mic over to Ruth. Thank you. Good morning. My name's Ruth Porter, and I am a member of the Not Yet group here at St. Stephen's. Our goal is to offer new ways to reach people who have not had any experience with St. Stephen's. We have met several times, we've brainstormed, we've come up with several ideas, and I'd like to just review some of those with you. Today, we have generated three options. The first option is allowing the church to be used for non-church activities. One way to reach new people would be to make the church building more available for use by the community. Some examples might be small community groups that would like to meet on a regular basis, such as 
Toastmasters, Alcoholics Anonymous, Al-Anon. Another example might be other churches who are desiring a space to worship, sharing our sanctuary with them. A third example would be people in the community who want to hold events. For example, meetings, receptions, recitals, concerts, allowing that space to be available for members of our community and our neighborhood. The second option is to strengthen connections with groups that are currently meeting in the church. One excellent opportunity for outreach involves families connected with groups that already meet at the church. We have the Boy Scouts and the preschool, a wonderful place to start. Both the Boy Scout leadership and the preschool are open to outreach activities. They would be happy to share information about events happening at St. Stephen's with the participants in their groups. And the third option is to offer activities in the community to reach people where they are and expand worship and Christian education opportunities to new demographic groups. We've spent a lot of time talking about reaching seniors. Many of our members have moved to Green Springs and in some situations, it's difficult for them to come to church and join us here on Sunday. So we would go to them. We would host a group to watch our Sunday worship live stream together at the facility. Perhaps communion could be offered to these individuals. And this would be a way that we could build community, reinforce our community with our members, but also to reach out to others. So the not, the, the, the not Yet group has just begun to explore ways to reach out to our community and to introduce them to St. Stephen's. Your input and suggestions are always welcome. And now I'm gonna turn it over to Jeremy. Good morning, church family. My name is Jeremy. Um, I'm part of the Discipleship Pathway Group, and I wanted to let you know about what we're working on for our church. Here are the three objectives that you'll see on the screen. One is to define a discipleship pathway. Two, create a visual discipleship map. And three, initiate a Christian education program. Slide, please. Objective one, we set out to define a discipleship pathway. It's a plan to guide people in deepening their relationship with God and growing their faith in all the differing entry points. So why do we need this? It connects people to God no matter where they are in life. Slide, next slide please. Objective two. We're in the process of creating a visual discipleship map. 
Does anyone recognize this blast from the past? <laughs> I think this was the map from 2014, which I used myself for my family. Um, and now my, my child's almost an adult, so it was a good one. A discipleship map provides adults, youth, and children a guide for their own discipleship journey. Slide. Objective three. We're initiating a Christian education program so that all people have the opportunity to grow in their faith to live the full and abundant life that God intends for us. There'll be classes for newcomers at the starting points class. Um, there'll be additional classes to meet the needs of growing disciples and maturing disciples. There were so many great ideas amongst this group, great collaboration, and that was really a way that God's influence was very discernible. We're so excited to be sharing all of this with you. Thank you. Thank you all for sharing that with us. I know speaking in front of a group of people is nobody's favorite thing, and I appreciate you, your willingness to share about these wonderful areas, things that are going on in your church, and I hope as you hear more about them and opportunities to join and be a part of those, that you'll take the, that opportunity to continue reflecting the king, kingdom of God here in this place. Every time um, we see God at work, God's kingdom, is near. The first passage we looked at this morning um, said the kingdom of God is near, and it really says the kingdom of God is at hand. And what do we know about what, that phrase? If something's at hand, it means you can grab it and touch it and feel it. It's right there. And every time we act on behalf of God's kingdom, whether it's for our, our youth or our seniors or making sure we're able to communicate well or <clears throat> exploring what's to come or developing us from within, God's kingdom is at work. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your active presence in our world, in our church, and in our lives. May you continue to make yourself known throughout all the wonderful ministries that you have provided for us, made it opportunities for us to be a part of. And Lord, I ask your blessings on, on these four ministry areas as we focus on them in the coming year and as well as every activity, every program, every service of worship, that it might glorify your name, help us to grow in faith, and relay Christ to the, to the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.